episode of the intern series, we have George, a third-year mechanical engineering student at University College London. So George is personally invested in the intersection between emerging technologies, engineering, and social entrepreneurship. So over the past four years, he has interned at world-leading organizations, including JP Morgan, Rolls-Royce, William Blair, and the Boston Consulting Group. In 2015, he co-founded Motives, the UK's first personalized event discovery app for young people. Motives is an award-winning venture comprised of eight students who have raised over five figures in seed funding. So in 2017, George was recognized as one of the UK's top 10 black students for independently designing a, a component of Rolls-Royce and saving them over £50 million. George is an intern in Google Cloud with me. Um, welcome to the show, George. Thank you for having me. Okay, George, so you've got a lot of stuff in there that you've done in your life. <laughs> it's a bit intimidating being in the room with you. Um, <laughs> but I want to know exactly your story. How did you go about doing all these awesome things that you've done so far? Sure. How long do I have? <laughs> um, so I grew up in southeast London in Peckham. I was born and raised um, in the kind of area it's changed now, very different to, you know, uh, how it was a few years back, uh, definitely gentrification and so forth now. So very different to what you may know of it. Um, but at that point, I was surrounded by, I would say, a lot of drug okay. and kind of alcohol abuse, um, everything that you can kind of think about, I was exposed to. So I had to constantly fight against the tide, you know, but I saw that people wanted to make money, you know, in many illegal ways um, and try and save that and hopefully get out of the hood, as mm -hmm. they call it. Mm -hmm. But it never happened. So I thought there must be another way out. So for me, that's why I, I considered the academia route. So I just wanted to be as best as I could in my studies. And that's kind of what I did. And then outside of my studies, I loved fixing bikes. So from the age of seven or eight or so, I was fixing bikes in my local community because bike shops were pretty <laughs> too expensive. Mm. Um, then I made a business out of that. And that's when the entrepreneurial side kind of came in. And I just continued that. And did you feel that your parents kind of played a part in that? Did they actively encourage you? Oh, uh, yeah, of course, because I used to take my mom's money to fix other people's <laughs> bikes. Um, until I realized that I need to stop taking her money and I need to, you know... Start charging. I need to start charging. Um, but I, I love doing it. So I think my advice is always just do what you enjoy doing from like when you're a kid, think back to what you enjoy doing. Mm. And sometimes there's something there in terms of where your gift is because that's what I've continued doing. Um, and yeah, it made me a bit of money then. And I guess that mindset is what I take now to do everything mm. I do. So yeah. So from how did you decide? So I guess from that fixing bikes, that's how you decided with the engineering yeah, degree. Exactly. And did you ever feel that you kind of, so were you very set in stone of, you know, you wanted to attend university? Did you have kind of any inkling of what you would like to do after university before you even came? I didn't really know about after university, mm. um, but I did know that when I went to university, I wanted to spend something out. So mm. I knew I wanted to kind of work on projects, maybe work on a business, start small, mm. do things that I really enjoy. I was never kind of motivated by, okay, I want to join this big organization because mm. maybe I'll be set for life. Yeah. Until this very day, I still don't feel like that. Mm. Even I feel more towards starting small projects and just, you know, building from the ground up. Um, so 
yeah, I think I never kind of thought about what I wanted to do after uni in terms of companies, but I always knew I wanted to work on projects. And how did the current, you know, how did the Motives project, did you, was that the first project, would you say? Um, so first year? that was probably my second project after, right. you know, fixing all the bags and making um, a substantial amount of money from that. Um, and that kind of being my pocket money, yeah. really. Um, so I started motives in 2015 in may that's when the idea came about mm -hmm. in burger king okay. um so me and my co-founder <laughs> great things always come about from burger king. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, me and my co-founder were kind of sitting down he was telling me his idea in terms of what he wanted to do in terms of providing events and i told him hey i've got a lot of scholarships i've been to a lot of different events a lot of groups that i know other people aren't exposed to yeah let's bring all this information to other people let's improve the access exactly. so before university when i was doing my a levels that's when it kind of all started and i said okay i'm going to get my a levels done first and we're going to build the product and we're going to take it to university and, and kind of smash it so it started before university okay and you were already kind of proficient in the coding aspect we weren't that good to be honest mm. like we knew we wanted to make something bespoke we started off like using app builders online yeah. and so forth and that was our kind of minimal viable product so minimal viable product for anyone that doesn't know is just the smallest thing that you need to do in order to test whether a consumer wants your product mm. or not so we knew how to kind of make that and then from there we just started building the skills getting the right people around us in order to you know create the app that we wanted and what has kind of come today Awesome. And how have you found the journey? I'm just interested in kind of the journey um, of how you built that up throughout yeah. the three years or yeah. four years even. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a tough one. Yeah. Like, because everyone sees the, the glitz and the glam all yeah, the time, course, right? Yeah. You see the, you know, the articles, this podcast. It's cool and to be an entrepreneur. Right? It's cool it's, to be it's, an entrepreneur. It, it, it's super now, cool. Anyway. Now, um, anyway. <laughs> but that journey, like, we started off with a team of seven. Yeah. You know, and everyone was like, hey, yeah, we're going to build this platform. We're going to sell to Eventbrite and, and everyone. seven people? So everyone was just working for free, right? They just was really connected to the vision and they were like, hey, yeah, we're interested. Mm. We maybe can make some money. We can sell mm. to Google. We can yeah. sell to Amazon because, you know. And yeah. these are all like UCL friends. Uh, no, not UCL because this is before UCL, right? right? Um, so it was just people within Peckham. Right. Okay. Like my clothes like friendship group my uh, co-founders friends mm -hmm. we just brought anyone that we thought we could trust mm -hmm. which is the main thing um that was kind of slightly different and you know to some extent entrepreneurial um and then we just brought them together then it just didn't work they just didn't have the skills um and they just weren't all connected as much as me and my co-founder were so right. we went from a team of seven some people put money in you know out of that seven which you know hugely grateful for yeah. um but and then we just had to strip back and that's when we made the most progress and then we got to october 2015 and that's when we got our office space we won more funding we got to the five figure level and everything mm -hmm. like that um and we hadn't started making revenue at this point it took us like two years before we could make a substantial amount of revenue so nothing was coming in but we were still pushing with division yeah so it's, it's it's been tough and we now have a team again yeah um and now we've recruited them um but they're all super like committed and some of those guys go to UCL, some of them go to Warwick, They're all students. All, all, students. all students. So built for students by students. And how, I'd like to know how you kind of prioritise your school, because engineering is a pretty tough degree, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. On top of that, you probably have your other hobbies. Yeah. And on top of that, you're running this company, you're trying to scale this company up. Yeah. I'd yeah, like yeah. to know how you kind of 
prioritize your time in that respect yeah um literally someone asked me a similar question yesterday um and i try and compartmentalize everything like my personal relationships um i try and compartmentalize and just add a ton of structure um so if i was unstructured it would never work mm. but it's because i'm structured so i put things in my calendar mm. as you know you have to book me you know <laughs> a, week <in> <laughs> a week in advance um <laughs> unless it might not work and that's just so that I can give my 100% or like or 110% to everyone that I meet with at every time. You yeah. know, I just want to be present. I want to always be there. So I kind of catch up, for example, if we're talking about the business, I make sure that we have weekly one-to-ones. Mm. You know, I learned that from Google. Mm. Um, but we were kind of doing meetings, like group meetings, but now I just do weekly one-to-ones with each team member, see what they need from me. We set some action items. I know what they need to do and we just catch up over the phone or over message. Um, and in that way, I kind of can keep track of what everyone's doing and I know when I'm needed and I know when I need to help and put something in my calendar to kind of help them. And then for my personal relationship with my girlfriend, for example, I say, okay, this is going to be an intense time. I may not be able to call you kind of throughout the day or even message mm. you, but at this time, for sure, I'll definitely give you a call. Yeah. Or if I can't give you a call, I'll definitely send you a message just so you know that you know i'm thinking um, of you i'm yeah. thinking of you you know yeah, so yeah. i kind of come like compartmentalize my time like that um and that's for everything and i try and structure it in my personal calendar now at google in google's calendar as well but yeah. i leave work at work and i you know after work i just shut it off i focus on exactly. motives and everything else awesome and have you had any kind of challenges especially when scaling up with motives. I'm kind of interested how you've tackled that on. It sounded like a bit yeah, of a yeah, 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 interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I think that we've been doing pretty well. We're trying to reach the six-figure mark in terms of revenue by next year. Um, so we're trying to scale out. What has been difficult is that we're all students, right? Mm. So on the product side of things, with the app, for example, it's okay, we can continue building it. It does take time, but it's okay. But And then you need to get it out, so you need to market it to the right people um and sometimes that takes a lot of time yeah. um so that's why i'm taking a year out of studies between now my third and fourth year in really order focus to on yeah. focus on it to build more of the product um to also focus on the services when we go out and do the workshops to just win the hearts and minds of people and show them that this yeah. is a great product um so that takes a long time building brand takes time. loyalty takes a long time it takes time so just on the flip side now um, i'd like to hear about you know the comp so you've done your own thing your, your entrepreneurship mm. side i want to flip it and, and talk about your experiences with the corporates yeah. you know um part of your life so far so yeah. now we're at google together but before that you've been to other corporates yeah um i'd like to kind of our listeners will probably be interested in knowing how you, you know how what you felt it was like compared to being your own boss mm. essentially okay, and yeah. secondly like how did the entrepreneurship side attract the companies and kind of made the application process easier for you yeah no, if, if it did or it yeah, maybe it yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so that's a great question um so maybe i'll take it year by year and kind of show you how that worked mm -hmm. um so when i was in my first year i already had an internship lined up in new york mm -hmm. um but before university i participated in something called the city brokerage traineeship mm -hmm. which you may have heard of um, which allows people from inner city state schools to um, apply to internships in these kind of big 
from whether it's UBS um, or William Blair, which is where I kind of interned that. And then from there, that corporate experience, I never knew anything about the corporate experience before. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but that was my first eight week, for example, internship. Um, and from that point on, I was able to kind of understand the financial literacy. So mm -hmm. I had a goal for every single internship. Mm -hmm. So my three goals were building my financial literacy, build my professional network because one day I'm going to need investment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need help from these guys. Yeah. And third was to keep the ladder down to, to make sure that when I leave, hopefully when other people want to get into these firms, I can hopefully open some doors or talk to some people. That was my three main goals. Yeah. And I just met people almost every day, just learning from their journeys and asking them for guidance in terms of what I should do. And then from that, I kind of just learned that that works. If you just go and have the confidence to ask, people often say yes, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I learned that you just need to approach them, email them, do whatever you need to do in order to get into the door. Um, and then that was, yeah, just before university. So I already had an internship and yeah. most people don't, right? Yeah, so yeah. it just shows that there is internships before university. You just got to look, proactivity is key. Exactly. Sure. You have to be very, very proactive. And that already put me... At a really good level yeah and then the year after i already had an internship lined up in new york um so at an investment bank and an engineering consultancy firm and that was through um the amos Presley, which is um a kind of a scholarship that i received back when i was 16 mm. um, just when i started my a levels um but i still never stopped applying for internships so i was like hey wow. i need to get ready yeah. for the next kind of you know uh recruitment cycle, cycle yeah. uh, anything can happen let me yeah. test the waters of these companies yeah. so even though like you know you kind of said the story that i did at rose rice i applied to rose rice in that year yeah. and i didn't get in i failed the numerical test mm. i study engineering maths is my best subject <laughs> i still failed the test but it's different right? i feel like those applications exactly numerical tests are so different because i know people who, are the, who do maths <laughs> at university and still failed exactly know? Exactly. But at that point, I realized that, hey, this whole thing is a game. Yeah. Applications, everything is a game. If you prepare yourself better and you know, you know, what sites to go on, whether it's assessment day mm -hmm. and all these other places to get these psychometric tests beforehand, you'll be able to increase your chances to get these internships. So I failed, but I stayed in contact with the recruiter. Yeah. And I said, hey, for the next cycle, would you mind helping me? She said, yes. And then as soon as I started the next cycle, after I did all my internship and so forth in New York, um, I came back to her and mm. kind of asked her for advice and tips all over again. Yeah. Um, and then she was my main point of contact. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I was applying to Rolls Royce, um, that was the company that I set my kind of mind on. I was like, I'm going to go for them. Um, and then... I got through the kind of test this time because I knew the tricks. Um, and then my application was kind of stored. Like I never heard anything back from them mm. after a while. I was like, okay, what's happening? So I reached out to the recruiter again mm -hmm. and said, hey, nothing's really happening. Could you kind of check out what's going on? She emailed me straight away. She said, boom, we've got an assessment center lined up for you for, you know, 23rd of March. This is my birthday. And that was like two months ahead. So I was like, cool, perfect. So it just shows <laughs> that that connection with yeah. them can really make a difference, Great right? Great birthday gift. An assessment exactly. center exactly. tryout, you know, why not? why not? Um, and then if it wasn't because of all of that persistence, I wouldn't have been able yeah. to save them all of those millions. So it yeah. wasn't like, oh, I'm an amazing candidate. They saw that straight away. Yeah. No, I persisted. I yeah. pushed. 
and then now end of my third year I'm at Google I've done some other things in between but that's just being proactive and yeah. using my mentors and everything else and I hope you found the whole experience of you know is it something so do you kind of take off the social entrepreneurship hat off and just when you're in a corporate life or no not at all deep not or at all. No? um so if you know me well uh, which you do you'll know about the <laughs> motives mindset right so yeah. i take the motives mindset anywhere mm -hmm. i go um and the mindset just means that you're in competition with yourself you can be the best that you want to be you know I mean? you can do whatever you want just be you you know what I mean? Wherever you go, whatever you're interested in, make that known. You know, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, let people know, you know, because mm -hmm. that's when you can kind of make connections. You can connect the dots. You can still do. I still do talks when I'm here at Google. Yeah. I was in Brighton a few weeks back. I'm going to go back and mm -hmm. speak at my school um, in a few weeks, um, my kind of old college. Um, so it doesn't stop. I still run my business now. Mm -hmm. I let, you know, my kind of colleagues know and everyone else know what I'm still doing. So yeah, I think the the grind doesn't stop. I bring that motives mindset everywhere I go. So it's a mentality that I take everywhere. So another important aspect of your journey so far is the fact that you have a mentor or various mentors and, and the coaching that they have given to you have set you up for success or have enabled you to set yourself up for success. Mm. Um, is there any other advice that you can give to our listeners about this? Yeah, so for me, I think coaching is without a doubt um, number one or number two. I put faith above it, but that's something that is very hard to measure. Um, so for me, I'll just talk about coaching. Um, and coaching within itself is, I think, what transformed me in my trajectory. Because everyone's got talent. I always believe, you know, everyone's kind of a diamond within the dirt. They've got some dirt around them. They just need some polishing, right? And that's what a coach does. So for me, I was able to get my coaches through the Amos bursary. So that was a scholarship that I applied for and people were, you know, there and I just reached out to them and it's not like they said, okay, I'm your coach now. Mm. That was never the case. I just reached out to them for help with every single application I had. Yeah. And I was very proactive about it. So anytime I had an application, I'll let them know and say, hey, I'm considering applying for this. And um, would you mind helping me within a week or so? I'll be able to send my CV, my cover letter, whatever the company wanted. And that's kind of how I made it every single time when I was applying for something, any scholarship, anything. Mm -hmm. And then I learned how to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And in terms of practical advice, where you can find a coach, that coach can be if you're in university it can be one of your lecturers that you find really cool or it could just be another student that you know is also very proactive and doing things maybe you can just share your application with them if one or two or three people see it they will give you hopefully some advice that will guide your kind of application and change it from its current state and hopefully increase your chances um it's definitely great to get someone in the professional sphere because they've been through it. They've seen applications before. They know what a good application looks like. Um, so I think for me, coaching for all your applications and all of that um, is probably the most vital thing I can tell someone for kind of on their journey as a student when you have to apply for a lot of different things. Awesome. And what is your most favorite thing so far that you've done? If you can pick one. many <laughs> uh, no no I actually know it I know it that would definitely be 
accepting kind of Jesus Christ as my personal Lord mm. and Savior, that would be number one. Everything falls out that for me because mm. that's kind of why I'm living. That's why I believe, right? That's my belief system. Yeah, and I think that links to kind of the mindset that you have exactly. and the importance of mindset. Yeah, exactly. So that is the core thing for me that I always remember. So I always remember where I'm coming from, not, you know, how far I need to go. Mm. And I think if people did that, it would make your life so, yeah. it would give you so much peace because you think about that journey and you know how far you've come from. Um, and it's often amazing that you've had to go through your GCSEs, your A-levels, and now you're here at an institution, maybe first generation, maybe second, but you're on your journey. Um, so for me, my faith helped me do all of that stuff. And are there any particular mo role models as well that has helped you? I mean, you've mentioned your coach and yeah. mentors that you've had, but have there been any kind of anyone else that you've kind of looked up to throughout the whole process? Short answer is no. Yeah. Um, the long answer would be I've combined all of the positive parts of every single person that I've met mm -hmm. and just made it my own. Yeah, that's all I've done. So I just I don't really? kind of identify as anyone and say, hey, I really want to be like that person. Um, not even Jesus for me. Like, I don't really just look at him. I haven't been doing it in the past. Anyway, mm -hmm. I just take the positive things that I yeah. know from everyone else and just apply it to my life. Brilliantly put. Thank you. OK, just so just to finish off, I can't help without asking, um, what do you see yourself or what do you envision your career in five to ten years? Sure. So probably about five things. Um, the first would be for Motives to be the number one event discovery platform for young people in the UK and maybe beyond the UK and the US and, and other areas that I believe need it. Um, so definitely download the app and, you know, check out the kind of website and so forth. That's Motives with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in terms of business, I wanted to have exited from kind of another business centered around young people. Um, so, so yeah, watch that space. Um, it's definitely coming. I'm working on a new idea right now as we speak. Um, and then that will all come down to working on a technology agency where we kind of partner with SMEs, that's small, medium uh, businesses and enterprises and to realize their technological ambitions and hopefully help them scale. So I want to be really good as a kind of developer, but also great on the business side. So kind of a hybrid mm -hmm. between the two. Um, so that's why I'm here at Google. That's why I'm learning about all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, and then last, I'm going to be raising one million pounds this year for the Amos Bursary. Um, so I hope that organization can kind of grow to be yeah. models of success and change the narrative for what people understand about diversity and inclusion. Exactly. Um, so that's a massive thing for me. So I want them to kind of be back bigger and better um then on a personal level uh definitely married with two or three kids um living in an island somewhere um <laughs> you but, can't be that busy on an island <laughs> yeah well i can go there every weekend right um but yeah definitely follow me at mr maffedon and yeah watch this space mm. follow mr maffedon thank you thank you for your time If you got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your career calling, check out fycareercalling.com where I can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with a friend. Because friends, life is too short. Find what you love.